This podcast episode discusses potential treatments for Parkinson's disease. This is not a paid endorsement. This is not a medical recommendation. Before beginning any new treatments, please consult your neurologist or movement disorder specialist. Happiness can be found even in the darkest of times. If one only remembers to turn on the light. Delusions, laser brain. Nobody's ever beaten him, but nobody's ever used a laser beam against him. So you took the brain booster. They triggered a laser beam. I can feel it. Not a laser. It's a, it's a little light bulb that blinks. Hi, I'm Larry Gifford. I have Parkinson's disease. And I'm Rebecca Gifford, Larry's partner in Parkinson's and in life. This is when life gives you Parkinson's. We've explored a few times on this podcast the importance of hope as it relates to a family's journey and our journey with Parkinson's. Hope comes in many different shapes and sizes, from breakthrough biomarkers and the promise of lithium to the gift of exercise or the World Health Organization making Parkinson's a global health priority. Today, there is a new hope for people with Parkinson's in the form of light. As we all learned from watching Star Wars... Hope shines brightly in the face of darkness, inspiring communities to rise up, stand together, and march forward with unwavering resolve. For my ally is the Force, and the powerful ally it is. Life creates it, makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings, though. We're not going to battle per se, but more and more research is indicating that light may well be a powerful ally in our journey with Parkinson's. Light, as therapy in modern times, began in 1850 with Florence Nightingale, who advocated the use of clean air and an abundance of sunshine to restore health. I've used light therapy for seasonal affective disorder, general depression, and sleep disorders. Today we are exploring red light therapy and infrared light therapy for people with Parkinson's disease. In Hamilton, Ontario, near Toronto, there are 40 participants in North America's first ever double-blind trial for red laser therapy to the gut and vagus nerve and infrared and red light therapy to the head. Among its many functions, the vagus nerve plays a crucial role in regulating various bodily functions, including heart rate, digestion, respiration, and glandular secretions. And it is responsible for transmitting signals between the brain and the organs it serves, facilitating communication and control. PD Avenger and partner in Parkinson's Lorna Dueck lives near Hamilton with her husband Vern, who has PD. The office of their physiotherapist, Orla Harris, is home base for the important research into laser light therapy for Parkinson's disease. Lorna chatted with Orla to talk about this trial. When we're talking light therapy, this isn't sitting in front of one of those lights. This isn't going out into the sunshine. Explain once again how the light 
is the light? So this is internal light. It's basically energy. It's like you're, you're giving your body or your body cells right down into the cells, small little you know, cells right down in your body, gas. It's like you give your car gas. Basically, the light is giving that cell gas or ATP. It gets right down into the mitochondria of the cells to give it a boost of energy, and then it works a lot more normally. Okay, and that yeah. light is delivered into your body by this laser and by this helmet frame that you yes. wear. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you treat your gut, you treat your head, basically down through the brain, and then via the vagus nerve in the neck. So when you do your two points in the in the back, it's your vagus nerve at the back. Okay. Because that's your direct link between the, the gut and the brain. Also in the room is research assistant Jenna Sykes. I love it. Um, there's always something new to talk about and there's always some new research coming out. And we've actually had quite a few participants come in and show us research articles about what they've found and um, been sent through various different uh, websites and stuff like that. So it's always been really interesting. And uh, the community here that I've gotten to know has just been fantastic. So when life is getting scary, be your own illuminary who can shine the light for all the world to see. Triple little life, fantastic with me. Lorna couldn't help but ask Jenna about that red laser cap she was wearing. The headset that you've got on. It's a very light frame because yeah. it's not a full-on helmet. I'm kind of fixated on these. There's looks like there's at least 20 diodes inside there. When you And so they're tiny little, you know, conductors that you would see on the top of a battery. Sort of that's what it looks like to me, like a little those little pads. Yeah. What's going on? What, what What's coming out of those little diodes and does it hurt when it hits my head? Light is emitted from the diodes. It do, it's painless. It doesn't hurt at all. Sometimes it can feel a little bit warm, but that's the extent of it. Okay, so light is coming out of these little tiny diodes, and, and uh, there are at least 20 of them in, inside here. What are these diodes on your head in this trial supposed to do? So they stimulate microcirculation in your cells. So they improve uh, the energy and the nutrients in your cells and the energy that they provide. With the helmet treatment, it increases your dopamine production, your serotonin production, and there's actually some diodes that fall down the back of your neck um, to increase lymphatic drainage and decrease neuroinflammation. Wow. For lymphatic drainage and circulation. Explain these, th th this a bit more, wearing the helmet for the trial. Yeah, so when it comes down by your neck, it's really your vagus nerve that you're really affecting. The vagus nerve has a direct connection down to your gut. And because we're treating the gut, it actually helps all of that blood flow and lymph sort of drainage up and down through the whole system. So it's not just in the neck, it's coming down through the gut and the head. So it's that direct connection through the vagus nerve. Lorna has been a partner in Parkinson's since 2016. Her husband, Vern, was trying to figure out why he was lacking energy, feeling fatigued, and unable to continue his hobby of long runs after work. Vern was 57, and the source of his dramatically declining energy and wellness was Parkinson's disease. 
when are we going to know if we can have a Health Canada approved or not approved trial therapy? Oh, that's therapy the multi-million dollar question there, Lorna. We don't know. Um, I mean, the nice thing is, is that you can buy the devices now. If you want to actually try the device yourself, you can get on the internet and you can actually buy it. For our trial results, we really were aiming to try and get it published and done by the World Parkinson's Congress in July in Barcelona. I don't think we're going to have the results done by then because we're still recruiting into the trial. We're still short um, a good 15 to 20 people. And they have to be able to drive to Hamilton to this lovely city. They have to, yeah. So people have to be able to come here. And the most time-consuming part of the trial is that first week. That first week, you have to come here three times so that we can do the assessment and then we can do the treatments. And then you take the devices home on the third time. And then you're home for eight weeks. And then you have to come back twice to see me for reassessments. Anything else? You have to be doing moderate exercise. So that means that you have to be getting out of breath when you're exercising because we know that exercise does work and it helps to slow down progression of Parkinson's and we know that it, it, it's very helpful for everybody. So we want you already doing that. And then you have to be between the ages of 55 and 75. So if you're over 75, unfortunately, we can't take you into the trial right now. We are looking for people that do have symptoms that are problematic, some things that they really notice, not, not little niggles, but something that we can see and that we know that we're going to change. If they're physically slower and um, freezing and a bit of turning issues and walking issues, then they're more likely to be able to get into the trial. And what about uh, Parkinson's-related dementia? Would that disqualify you? We do know that light therapy does help with dementia in some aspects. So we have a certain level that you can actually have cognitively. So if you have some cognitive changes, yes, but not all. All right, Orla, this has just been beautiful. Orla Hares, who owns and runs the Parkinson Wellness Center in Hamilton, Ontario. Thank you for welcoming When Life Gives You Parkinson's into your studio. Well, thank you so much. I loved having you here. The day I received this uh, interview from Lorna, I was full of questions, so I reached out to the company putting their devices to the test. It's a fairly young health tech startup in Australia called Symbix Biome. The Symbix Biome light therapy treatment has been making headlines down under for a couple of years now. For 75 years, Margaret Jarrett has been a trailblazer. I'm starting a new fashion trend. But never before in the field of medical science. I don't really understand how it's happening, but it's happening and that's all I care about. Now the Parkinson sufferer is reaping the benefits of new technology that uses rays of light to create rays of hope. It was a miracle. Parkinson's is an incurable disease that causes tremors, muscle rigidity, difficulty walking and swallowing, and the loss of the sense of smell. The condition is caused by a lack of the brain chemical dopamine. Half the chemical is produced by microbes in the gut, the 
laser is believed to reduce inflammation, prompting the natural production of more. It's something that can mimic the impact of exercise. Previous trials have been promising, with patients reporting enhanced senses, mood and sleep, as well as improvements to mobility and fine motor skills. Some people regained their sense of smell, some people have improved sleep, and some people had improved um, microbiome, so improved gut health. Based on the success of the initial research, a new, more in-depth trial will now take place here in Sydney. Those already suffering don't need to wait for it to be complete. It is legal and available and regulated, and uh, it, is, it is available for purchase. A light at the end of a long and painful tunnel. Amelia Brace, 7 News. i got to be honest, honey. I was a bit sceptical with the whole light therapy thing. That was until I met the man behind it, Dr. Wayne Markman. The primary reason I came to Canada is we are running a clinical trial in Hamilton, Ontario, which is about an hour west of, of uh, um, Toronto. Um, it's the world's first randomized control trial using both the laser and the helmet. Never been done before. We have results with a placebo group using either device, but we know they complement each other, which is why we want you to start with the laser and then move on to the helmet. So they're running the world's first placebo trial using the system. And both these devices have been approved by Health Canada. The, the helmet device is approved for sale. We're working with Health Canada on the, on the handheld laser. So but we are allowed to- Am I to, gonna get in trouble? No, you're not. Wayne is CEO of Symbix Bio. Symbix is a labor of love. You don't do this for any reason other than you are driven by a mission. We're mission driven. My team shares that. We get to work and we work hard for 12 hours. And it is all about getting these products into hands of people who we know we can assist. And the other message, um, we try and tell people with Parkinson's. And this is very sad. This this really uh, uh, cuts me up often. If you look at the older demographic, they're not used to challenging the medical authority. They're not used to demanding better care from their neurologist. You have to be your own advocate. You have to be your own advocate. I think that is a uniquely North American principle. Really? Yeah, I do. Because, you know, the, the, the population in Australia, if the doctor says A, then A is correct. If the doctor says jump, they say, yep. If you are not getting advice on when to take your medication. The majority of people I talk to are taking medication at various times of the day, too much, too little. It's all over the place. No wonder efficacy is poor and they feel sick. I I think most people on Parkinson's are under-medicated or over-medicated. 100%. And that's why there's so much dyskinesia. Absolutely. Now, he flew to Vancouver for a discussion with me about the laser light therapy treatment and what role it could potentially play in the treatment of Parkinson's disease. And I have a, uh, a I guess it's a, a netted cap with red lights all over it. What, yeah. What's happening to me right now? So it's called a transcranial photobiomodulation device, which is a mouthful. So let's just call it the red light helmet. The red light helmet. The red light helmet. And what is happening to me right now as I wear this? So what's happening is you've got a 12-minute red 
light cycle at 635 nanometers. That's the wavelength of the light, that, that the visible uh, light spectrum. You can see that wavelength and we interpret that as red. So that's all that is. That's a red light. Um, we can see the rainbow. We cannot see outside of the rainbow. So the red part of that treatment is in the rainbow. You can see it, followed by a 12-minute infrared wavelength, which is an invisible light to the naked eye, but still therapeutically very, very useful. The, the Symbix light therapy has two parts. This part is working directly on the brain. The laser is working directly on the gut because there is a connection between the brain and the gut. It's called the gut-brain axis. It's a really, really interesting, cool new area of medicine. So it's one of the areas where there is a lot of attention, a lot of research, a lot of investment, and there will be some really interesting announcements coming out of this particular area. We'll so, probably hear a lot about this at the World Parkinson Congress. I you guess. will. Scientists around the world independent scientists at various academic institutions and research hospitals are trialing these devices and they will be presenting the results of five different studies using these devices and they've been accepted for presentation at the World Parkinson Congress. Symbix will be there, I, I will be there and we will be there showing people, demonstrating the devices. But I want to answer your question. I don't want to avoid the question. Okay. The question was, what is it doing? Yeah, like inside my head right now, <clears throat> like is it like boiling? No, it's non-thermal. <laughs> <laughs> there are several things this is doing, but it's primarily doing two things. One is it is stimulating cell mitochondria inside your brain. That light will be absorbed a couple of millimeters into the cortex. It'll go right through the skull and it will go into the outer layer of your brain tissue, which is rich in blood vessels. The blood vessels, there's mitochondria in that tissue. In every human mammalian cell, there is something called mitochondria, and that is the battery of the cell. That battery is absorbing the light at the red and the infrared wavelengths, and it is recharging that battery. So it's producing more of the chemical that drives life or drives the cell, and that chemical is called ATP. That's the one really important mechanism of action. Mitochondria is kind of one of the flavors of the week in Parkinson's, where I would say that uh, it, it's, it's a new place to look for answers for what's happening in the brain with people with Parkinson's. And if we can recharge those, the power source of our cells, there is a good chance that we could have one of the possible solutions to, to ending Parkinson's, if we could figure that if out. Not, if not ending, certainly relieving symptomatology and improving activities of daily living, so improving quality of life. So Parkinson's, you're absolutely right. Parkinson's is now known to be a mitochondrial uh, defic deficiency. It, it, there is a, a mitochondrial deficiency in a person with Parkinson's, which means your typical levels of energy are not what they would be ordinarily. And the disease is effectively um, um, eliminating or reducing the capacity of your mitochondria to produce sufficient ATP, which is the juice, the juice of life, which is why Parkinson's person will need to go and have a rest every couple of hours. In the afternoon, you, you probably feel wiped out. This is one of the key symptoms that when we talk to people with Parkinson's, they report. So exhaustion, inability to, to, to focus, lack of or reduction in executive function, which means the ability to just cope with everyday life.
Oh, that's my helmet. What's going on? It's switching from the red 12-minute cycle to the infrared 12-minute cycle. So if you looked at those diodes, oh, yeah, no, there's a very dull red light. Well, that's the infrared cycle, okay. which is a longer wavelength. That is outside of the visible light spectrum. So you can't see as brightly as the red. Okay. So it's much duller to invisible. And that is penetrating your skull more deeply. It's a longer wavelength. It penetrates deeper. It's doing the same job as the red, but on a deeper level. So, so, so was the red light going to the mitochondria? Yeah, but more superficial blood. Okay. More superficial blood vessels. So is this going to the substantia Niagara? Not quite, but you don't need to because cells communicate with each other. If you can improve one layer of cells, they communicate to the next layer of cells, which in turn communicate to the next layer of cells. Does the message degenerate like it does with humans? We don't know. (laughs) So so I guess what you're asking is, does the propagation of the message, does it diminish over time like a nerve signal? Or like the human telephone? We don't know, Larry. There's a lot we don't know. What we do know, and and at World Parkinson's Congress, a bunch of neurologists are going to come up to me and they're going to say, Dr. Markman, um, what is the mechanism of action and prove to me that it is accurate for this therapy? And I'm going to turn around and say to them, it's a work in process. But what we do know is it's safe and it's effective. So we can measure the improvements in five motor symptoms using that helmet and other symptoms using the laser. But what I cannot guarantee you is that the, the hypothesis that it works by charging cell mitochondria is 100% true. Do you feel more energized? Yes. Therefore, we assume that it is fueling mitochondria. And even if it's placebo effect, who cares? Well, it's not placebo and who cares, I agree. The okay. second mechanism of action, that light on your head pulses at 40 hertz a second, which is gamma. So in your brain, my brain, every human's brain, there are five wavelengths or frequencies of light. There's alpha, beta, gamma, delta, and theta. Gamma is the fastest. Delta is the slowest. Gamma is 40 hertz and above. It's basically the speed at which that brain signal perpetuates through the brain, through your nervous system. In Parkinson's, that's the wavelength or frequency that is impaired the most, which is why someone with Parkinson's has a diminution or a, or a, a slow erosion in executive function, their speed in processing, mental acuity, uh, performing in the workplace, answering a question, uh, interpreting a label in the supermarket, learning... It's the f- worst. It's the worst. You know, you, you haven't lost intelligence. You've had gamma impaired... And what that light is doing, it's flickering at 40 hertz a second, uh, a 12-minute red sequence, followed by a 12-minute infrared sequence. It is reinforcing brain's gamma, your natural gamma. It is almost acting as a pacemaker, setting a rhythm, and your brain is reinforced by that pulsing. So your natural gamma increases, which is why when you wear that after a couple of days, not weeks, days of wearing that. The, the, the tummy approach with the laser takes a couple of weeks because it's all about biochemistry. We'll talk about that in a moment. The light is, has almost an immediate effect. It is reinforcing gamma. So people using it are reporting less brain fog, just being brighter, wow. more with it, being able to 
communicate and participate more fully in the here and now. If you see somebody with Parkinson's and you say howdy and they look at you blankly and don't answer you, they're not being rude. It just takes that extra couple seconds for them to put it all together and respond, by which time life has moved on. So what does that do? The person with Parkinson's becomes isolated and depressed. Yeah. I can walk into the house. My wife will say, hey, honey. And in my head, I think I say, hey, back or hi or I love you or whatever. And she goes, hello. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, saw, I thought I responded. Like, you just you get in that fog and you to process things and to know what order to, to do things. To do it in. Well, that's cognitive function. Yeah. That is executive planning. That is uh, thinking ahead, planning what you're going to say, living deliberately and with purpose. If your gamma is impaired, you're basically living in the here and now. Your ability to strategically plan your life is impaired. And, and that's helping. Now, that's not a purpose-fit built helmet for Parkinson's. That is a general wellness device. That technology that you have on your head is going to be used by people with early onset dementia, every adult over the age of about 30, because we're all slowly through the aging process, developing neuroinflammation, which is contributing to dementia. If we can reduce neuroinflammation we can delay the onset of the inevitable dementia that we all get along with cellular aging. It's a natural evolution of life, cellular aging, oxidative stress, some level of dementia by the time you know, you're, you're in your 80s and 90s. Right. So everyone could be using that, except children. We don't want children to put that on their head. Yeah, what, what, what is the age limit on this? Like? Well, we only know the data we, we know. So it is a perfectly safe form of light. It's driven by a little battery which you have in your hand. There's no risk of shock. There's no risk of overdosing. There is no risk of much, except if you're photosensitive or epileptic. We say, please don't look at flashing light if you have epilepsy. Now, your, your helmet's going to beep shortly, and that'll be the end of your second 12 minutes or your 24-minute cycle, and then that's the end of that treatment. You can take it off your head and just turn the battery off. That's coming. And I must so, say, not to it's, shock you. it's a very light helmet. There, there, there you go. go. Hey? You've got good timing. I've got great timing. It's, it's a very light helmet. It's not, and it's airy. It's, it's made like a bike helmet, so push bike. It's meant to yeah, allow the it, air to much circulate. Much more thinner material than a bike helmet. Yeah. And it's, um, it's not uncomfortable. And it's a circuit board. It's a PCB. Yeah. This is what they it's have not, inside. I mean, it's not uh, stylish. Yeah. But it kind of reminds me of what. Oh, like, thanks, mate. I came all the way to Vancouver to be told no, it's not stylish. No, I mean, like. I, yeah, I look, it's not a fashion the PD statement. Avengers logo on here anywhere. That's no, the problem. It's not a fashion statement. No. It is a functional tool to improve your quality of life. And the data so far is showing strongly that it is doing exactly what it's intended to do. Well, it's super cool. Um, and and I want to I want to comment on a couple of things you talked about how the the mitochondria is the battery and if this is the recharging of that battery then we're going from Duracells to rechargeable batteries basically we are and we didn't invent that at Symbix I didn't invent that I'm not going to take the credit of some really smart scientists out there there is an international team of scientists neuroscientists 
all around the world and some really pivotal research was done uh, 10, 12 years ago and has been published since. There are over 9,000 peer-reviewed journal uh, manuscripts on light therapy showing safety and efficacy. So this is not new. In 1903, the Nobel Prize for Medicine was won by a Danish doctor for his work treating uh, smallpox scarring with light. Mm. So we use light to treat. Dermatologists use light. We use light with children who have jaundice. If you're born prematurely and your digestive system is not mature enough to deal with some of the the, uh, chemicals like the bilirubin that is used for digestion and that builds up, the child turns or the baby turns yellow. That's known as jaundice. And at some point, that is toxic and would cause failure of some vital organs. So we intervene with light. The light promotes um, uh, reduction in the bilirubin and flushing it out of your system. So we're using light safely in hospitals Same with seasonal affective disorder. Seasonal affective disorder. We're going to run a clinical trial at some point on depression and using light. That's great. Because what do you do on a on a... On a day you're, you're, you're feeling a bit down, you go for a walk in the, in the beautiful sunlight, you feel better. So we're just taking that light and harnessing it in a, in a more focused way. And that's, that's what light therapy or, or uh, photobiomodulation does. Wayne, I've got this, it looks like almost like a um, head and shoulders bottle uh, yeah. shampoo or an electric shaver. Uh, it's It fits in my hand. It's It's got a nice uh, little crease in the side so I can hold on to it. It's like a flat torch. It's got two holes at the bottom here yeah. where, where the laser comes out, but I wouldn't be able to see it if I turned it on. You wouldn't. So why don't you turn it on? Press that black button once. That green light just says to you, hey, Larry, it's on. Okay. And that's a safety mechanism in case you were sight impaired, I, you could hear it. I feel and like if you're I hearing feel, impaired, you could see it. I feel like I'm uh, in Star Wars and I've just like, I've shot out my, uh, my lightsaber. Yeah, lightsaber. And you not can't quite. see it. And I'm afraid I'm going to hurt you if I pointed at you. You're not. Look, we never want people to point at any form of laser, even a cold, which is a low-level laser. But let's not forget that's driven by six AAA batteries. And those are two 30 milliwatt diodes in there. So it's very low level. It's the Goldilocks principle. It is not too strong. It's not too weak. It's just right. So again, the scientists who were the co-founders of Simpix Biome with me, they discovered, and the microbiologists in that group had a theory that light at, th- at that wavelength would be effective in reducing gut inflammation. So the treatment involves putting that device on your gut, skin-to-skin contact, okay. spare spare me. I'm looking right not, at you, Larry. I'm not going to take my shirt off. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you, Wayne. Heaven, heaven forbid. The, the, the uh, protocol there is three times a week. You do it again on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning, Same days you do for example. Helmet. Yeah, we, we prefer you to just use the laser first, so we introduce one device at a time. So there is a Symbix protocol. We don't just send this out and say, hey, go for it. Mm-hmm. We send a, a, a responsible, documented, 
uh, trialed protocol, both for safety and efficacy. So you end up using them both on the same days, but you start with just one device, and we always recommend the, the laser first. That's the workhorse, and that changes the biochemistry in your gut and in your nervous system. And that sounds like a big statement. It does. It does, yeah. And I, I've had a lot of neurologists across the table look at me as if I need the laser on my head. <laughs> and and here's, here's what, what it does. Press that just on your hand lightly until the green light comes on. Keep, keep going. Don't be afraid of it. Push it in. Right. Oh, yeah. Now the diode is emitting 9 or 4 nanometer light when that's on, right? What it's doing is it is encouraging or stimulating the billions and billions of bacteria in your digestive tract to eat more of the fiber that is in your digestive tract. So when you eat a meal, your body absorbs the proteins, the lipids, the carbohydrates, the fiber is left. The fiber is what comes out at the end of the day. By eating more of the fiber, the bacteria waste product, got to go somewhere, they produce short-chain fatty acids. So that's a big buzzword. Butyrate is one of the key ones in this example. Butyrate is an anti-inflammatory, a natural anti-inflammatory. Butyrate repairs your gut lining. Butyrate reduces inflammation in your gut. If your gut lining is repaired, bacteria doesn't leak out. Guess what else leaks out of the gut? Alpha-synuclein. Yes. Right? Misfolded, ends up in the brain in clumps causing Parkinson's dementia. There's also a, a, a similar pattern in Alzheimer's dementia. Right. So if you can repair the person's gut who has the metabolic type of Parkinson's, you are slowing down the progression of this disease. I didn't discover this. I tell you who's the most articulate person in the world on this, Professor Malu Tanzi, University of South Florida. YouTube her. She's, she's super smart, super impressive. I love her work. She's described this process in more sophisticated terms. But what the butyrate does, it repairs inflammation and the cell wall in your gut. It does something else very cool I have to, okay, I have go, to tell you okay, quickly. Okay, go, go for it. It promotes dopamine signaling in the central and the peripheral nervous system. Really? Yep. And they have mouse experiments proving this. So they fed the mice butyrate. Guess what happened? The mice showed improvements in symptomatology. Hmm. The mice started looking for food again. Wow. Right? So butyrate promotes, let's say it again, dopamine production in the central, which is your brain and spinal cord, as well as your peripheral nervous system, which is everything outside of the brain and spinal cord. So this is providing... And you have to, it's a biochemical process. It builds up over time. You have to be patient. We tell customers you need to use this for at least eight to ten weeks to see the benefit. But the benefits can be fabulous. Now, when I say can be, it's a therapy. Every therapy has a normal distribution curve where 10% will be super responders and you will have an amazing effect, life-changing. 10% will be wondering, hmm, is this money well spent or not? And the rest will be somewhere in between. The things that that is working to improve are not the typical symptoms that the neurologists use to, to identify and diagnose Parkinson's, which are the obvious motor symptoms, tremor, 
freezing, gait disturbance. But remember, I said those are a decade to two decades after diagnosis when most of those dopaminergic cells in your brain have already been killed. Right. So we're intervening at the end of the game. Yeah, for sure. Right. If you diagnose Parkinson's differently, if, if there was a consensus and enough uh, incentive and it's coming. It's coming. It, it's We're coming close. because there are wonderful scientists like Dr. Laurie Mishley out of Seattle. You can half the incidence of Parkinson's, which is her statistic, not mine. Well, I, I have personal experience with this in my family, so which was my motivation for for starting Simbix. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, well, father-in-law passed with Parkinson's. I had two aunts, grandfather. Parkinson's is rife through my family. And my father-in-law in particular, who's a beautiful man, uh, lived in Melbourne. Um, he, he was diagnosed in his mid-50s and de- deteriorated really quickly. So he was robbed of the best years of his life. His kids had grown up, my wife, um, finished university, all had, you know, jobs, started families. He just got to see his first out of a dozen grandchildren and was practically incapacitated by 60 in a home. Um, nobody knew how to deal with him. He, he was never given physiotherapy. He was never given an exercise routine. He didn't know that exercise is probably the only uh, documented up to where light therapy now comes. But this is all new, Larry. I mean, we're talking about a trial, results that were published um, and reported on two weeks ago. Right. That's all fresh, okay? And there was a small couple of trials done in Adelaide, South Australia, which is where I got interested in this five years ago. So this is all new. But exercise is the only documented uh, complementary therapy that slows Parkinson's down. So, honey, you've been using the laser light on your gut and vagus nerve. Do you feel like it's been making any difference? Well, at this point, when he says it's going to take like eight weeks or ten weeks, and I've only been doing it for four. So it's it's really just like twenty minute treatment three times a week, and it's beeps at you when you move it because you put it like nine different places on your belly and one place at the back of your neck. You can do it while you're watching TV. It's simple to do. I'm waiting to feel different. I don't, I mean, I'm still napping. I still don't have my full energy. So I haven't seen the results yet, but I shouldn't see the results yet because it's a buildup thing over time. Do you feel anything when you're using the laser? Do you feel any heat or vibration or anything? I, I don't. Um, you know, you just, um, you, I suppose it's one of those things where you're like, well, I guess it's working. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, but, you know, the good thing is, is it it can't hurt you either. Like, it's not strong enough. I mean, it's we're talking like three AAA batteries worth of a laser. So it's not like going to burn a hole in my stomach or something. What I'm fascinated with is the vagus nerve in general and what we're learning as we're learning about Parkinson's and the nervous system about the importance of the vagus nerve and even simple things like humming and singing when you're nervous or feeling out of balance and it helps to bring your system back into homeostasis. It's a really powerful part of our body that I don't think there's a lot of information known about it at this point. So I'm curious to find, to see what they find out from the studies. Yeah, me too, because I think that there is a, a hidden secret there that we, 
we may find a, a, a good key to uh, unlock some secrets of Parkinson's there. Infrared and red light therapy are one of three combinations of light therapy being studied for Parkinson's. According to the American Parkinson's Disease Association, the full spectrum of blue light and of white light, also called polychromatic light, are also under analysis. Blue light is thought to be most effective in influencing the body's own biological clock. And light therapies are believed to be helpful in treating sleep disorders, depression, anxiety, fatigue, and motor symptoms. There are three main theories of why light therapy works. Light acts directly to reset the body's master clock. The, the suprachiasmatic nucleus, which is the brain structure that is located behind the eyes, is the body's master clock. Light may enhance dopamine transmission. This is the second theory. Multiple lines of research and animal models suggest that light can have a direct effect on the dopamine system, and this may be the mechanism of action. And this may be the mechanism of action by which light improves PD symptoms. And as we heard Dr. Markman suggest, near-infrared light is absorbed in the mitochondria, the energy manufacturing component of the cell. This absorption is thought to have a variety of effects, including increasing energy production and regulating cell signaling. Mitochondrial dysfunction is well established to play a role in the development of Parkinson's, and near-infrared light may therefore be able to undo some of this dysfunction. For links to Symbix Biome and the APDA's Light Therapy webpage, check out our show notes. If you had to face a laser beam, what would you use for protection? Engineering reports laser hits on starboard Laser defibrillation sequence start. Initiate brain scan. Dance of light. See the light of a clear blue There's a lot of lights out there. It's very sparkly, very twinkly. See the light as it shines from the sea. It's light indeed. Red light. Put on the red light. It's red light. Sunshine. Sunshine. Keep your heart beating in the future. The Life Gives You Parkinson's is a Curious Cast production. Story producer, Gila Velasquez. Sound designed by Greg Shaw. The presenting partner is Parkinson Canada, where people with Parkinson's are at the center of everything they do. Parkinson Canada funds critical research, provides information and support, increases awareness, and advocates for improved healthcare outcomes for people with Parkinson's across Canada. Learn more at parkinson.ca. Thanks also to our promotional partners, the World Parkinson Congress 2023, July 4th through 7th in Barcelona, Spain. Go to WPC2023.org. Registration is open right now. And uh, you better hurry because the prices are going to jack up on June 15th. And if you're going, we'll see you there. Be sure to stop us in the hallway and say hello. Yes. Hello. PD Avengers, a global alliance of people with Parkinson's, their partners and friends united to the cause of ending Parkinson's disease. We need you. You can also now buy PD Avengers swag. Links to join or to buy the swag are on the website at pdavengers.com. 
Spotlight YOPD, one of the only organizations in the world with the singular purpose of raising awareness of young onset Parkinson's disease. SpotlightYOPD.org. Look for the YOPD Village across from the Research Village at the World Parkinson Congress. We would really appreciate it if you would share this podcast with someone. Personal recommendations are the most effective way to grow our audience and raise awareness of Parkinson's disease. And if you're on uh, Apple Podcasts, you can give us a rating and a comment. We love those. Keep positive. Keep exercising. Keep listening. We'll talk to you next time.